Good morning. You may take your seats. For those of you that don't know me, my name's Jeannie, and I, along with my husband, Paula, lead pastors here at Icon Church. I just want to say hello to everyone, and to those that are watching on, online, massive hello. So this morning, I want to speak to you about your next step could be your best step. In the 20th century, in Bangkok, the government decided they wanted to build a large highway through a village. Yet in the path of the planned road was a monastery with a small chapel. So they decided they would relocate the monastery. This included relocating a heavy 11-foot clay statue, moving it to another place. Using a crane, the workers moved the monastery bit by bit. They moved it in sections. When the workers transported the statue to the new location and began to lower it into place, the clay on the statue started to crumble and it started to fall off. The people from that region were afraid because this statue was a precious religious symbol to them and they didn't want it to be destroyed. Yet, the more the workers tried to place the statue, the more it fell apart, until eventually all the clay started falling off. Suddenly, the workers stared in amazement at the statue, because as the clay fell away, something unexpected was revealed. The statue was pure gold underneath. Before the statue was moved, it was thought to be worth around about $50,000. Today, that golden statue is worth millions. And also because of that story behind it, it is visited by hundreds of thousands of people every year. So what's the point of that story? Well, we can see it's not necessarily, everything is not necessarily what it really is. And I believe that many of us are living as clay vessels, when in reality, we've got gold inside us. Our lives do not always reflect who we truly are, or what we can truly be. God looks at our lives, and where we see only clay, God sees gold in each one of us. Jeremiah 29 Verse 11, that verse that we all love. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Well, we've had a year where we've not been able to make any decisions or plans about anything because of the pandemic. But now... As we're coming out of the other side and things are slowly opening up, we're in a position to start to make decisions and plans. But as I was preparing this, I felt that if we're not careful, we will make bad decisions, maybe even crazy decisions. We've had a year of uncertainty and fear. And when we're afraid, 
we make weird decisions and do crazy things. God wants us to choose well the next step, to set us up for the win, and maybe our next step will be our best step. Have you ever dreamed about what God might do through you? God is the one who has given us all the capacity to dream and the capacity to choose the things that he wants for each one of us to make best steps as we move forward. In fact, God has placed within each person a vision that is designed to give purpose and meaning for our lives. The question for all of us is, am I following the plan and the dream that God created me to fulfill? That's a big question, but it's one that needs answering if we're going to have peace and fulfillment in our lives. As we take our next step into our future, I believe that God wants to set us up for good, to know the future that he has designed And if we trust him and follow his direction, we will get to that place. Are you actively pursuing the dreams and visions that God has placed within you? And do you know what they are? So, what's the answer? Well, the truth is that God has hidden it in you. Maybe it looks like a clay statue right now. It might be covered up. But God has hidden within you a great treasure. And that's the key to living a more fulfilled life than you ever imagined was possible. If I were to ask you today, why do you exist? How would you answer? Most people can't tell you. They can't explain their purpose in the world. They have no vision for their lives. Do you have a sense of personal purpose? Do you know why you were born? Does your purpose give you a passion for living? Some might ask, do I really need to have a reason for my existence? Well, I'm here today to tell you the answer is yes. Absolutely. Life is intended to have meaning. You are not born just for the fun of it. You can know why you exist and you can experience a remarkable life in the light of that knowledge. Life doesn't have to be aimless, a repetitive exercise, because none of us are designed to simply repeat each day, going nowhere. We're meant to be going somewhere, to be headed towards a destination and a great plan that God has got for your life. The reason is because God has a plan for the whole of our lives. God designed each one of us to accomplish his will. God has given us all divine plans, dreams and a vision for our life. That will mean that we make the best steps if we follow it. You were born to be distinct. No, I didn't say you were born to stink. (laughs) Dead joke section. You were born to be distinct. God didn't create you to blend in. 
but to stand out as special, as unique. There is no one in the whole world with your personality, your makeup, your gifts, your God-given talents, your way of thinking, your abilities. There is no one who can do what God has specifically planned for you, what he specifically created you for. It's his plan for you, not for anyone else, it's for you. And as we take the next step into all that God has for us, let's make it our best step that will set us up for a great life. Individual design is as true of humanity as it is of nature. God doesn't want any one person to get lost in the midst of everyone else. There are over six billion people in the world and not one of them has your fingerprints. I remember when Nathan was born, I used to spend hours and hours just looking at the palm of his hands and his fingerprints. Because God has made him unique. And God has made each one of you unique. We can become complacent about this astonishing truth. Yet it's easy to feel lost in the crowd. Some people may consider you to be just another person. But they're wrong. Don't ever allow anyone to cause you to think of yourself as ordinary. If anyone makes you feel less than you are, just look in the mirror and say to yourself, you are an original. When you go antique shopping, not as I go antique shopping very often, but I do like looking. I don't always buy, but I do like looking. But when you go antique shopping, what is it that can make an item very expensive? In economics, the value of something is determined by how rare it is. Gold is costly because it's difficult to find. In the same way with oil. It doesn't usually just spring up in your backyard. You normally have to dig deep to find it. The truth is, God created you as one of a kind. You are not mass-produced. You are designer-made. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. As we take the next step, which could be our best step, if we put into practice the great principles that God has given us in his word. And this morning... I would like to share a few of those principles with you to help you and me make our next steps be our best step and set us up for a great, exciting lives. Number one, embrace the new. Isaiah 43 and verse 19 says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in dry wasteland. God is wanting to do something new in each one of our lives. It's so easy to stick with the old and to dwell on the past. You've heard it said, the good old days, which weren't really that good anyway. 
Don't dwell on the past. God wants to do something new. He wants to bring new adventures, new challenges, new promotions, and new promises. God wants you to step into this new season and make it your best season. God wants us all to embrace our new pathway, our new season. And if we embrace it with vigour and excitement and anticipation, we'll see amazing things come to pass. We need to embrace all that God is doing and all that God has for us. Just run with it. Don't dwell on past history and on the things that have maybe gone wrong in your life. But stride out and take your next steps on this new pathway, this new journey. And as you do, you'll see God start to fulfill in each and every one of us the plans that he has for us. Embrace the new. Embrace all that God has for you. Don't hold back because of the past, but take the next step. Stride out. The best step as we allow God to do a new thing in each one of us. The second thing is, speak words of faith. Numbers 14, verses 32 and 33, say, so, say, sorry. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Can you see, in these verses, there was no faith or positivity. Now, we normally do this. We trash talk. We trash talk other people. But you see what they've done here? They've trash-taught themselves. They've taught themselves down. I see this. We see this all the time. They said we're like grasshoppers. They said the enemy is giants. I do this. We do this. You do this. I hear this all the time. The I can't. We can't. If only we were like, etc., etc., We're good at talking ourselves down and trash-talking ourselves. I remember when my middle son, Joshua, was learning how to swim. We'd taken him on holiday and we bought him a rubber ring. Him and Nathan had had a few swimming lessons before they went. Nathan was fine, he could jump in and do whatever. Josh was fine with the rubber ring on. He would do anything He'd jump, up, jump off bridges into water. He'd go in the deep end. He was fearless with this rubber ring. <laughs> and we kept saying to him, Josh, take it off. Take it off. You can swim. You can swim. It was obvious he could swim. But then he, he, he just felt, he kept saying, no, I can't. No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Eventually, the rubber ring burst. And we refused to buy him another one. So he sat for maybe an hour or two, sulking, 
And then he just ran and jumped in the water and he swam. But can you see what he was doing? He was talking himself down. He was telling himself, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And we do that. And if our next step is to be the best step, we need to stop trash talking and speak prophetic words of faith. If we take a look back a few verses in Numbers, to Numbers 14 and verse 30, it says, but Caleb tried to quieten the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Just like Caleb in verse 30, who quietened the people, there are times when we need to quieten ourselves and speak with confidence to ourselves. Caleb said, we can certainly conquer it. He believed it. God wants you to believe you can do whatever he has called you to do. Not because you are great, but because he is great. Caleb's words of faith, we certainly can do this. We can conquer in this moment. We're not biased on his own or Israel's prowess as a warning. They were not a warrior people. They were nomads, nomadic tribes. They had wandered deserts, desert lands for 40 years. Caleb's faith was in the promise from God. He trusted God. I wonder today, will we trust God to take that next step? Don't be a trash talker, be a faith walker. Willing to walk into your next step with a passion and a promise. So what are you waiting for? What is your next step? Is your next step being baptised? Is your next step being back in church after a year online? We've all been there. Is it getting someone to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Doing Alpha or another course? Being part of a connect group? Prioritising being in God's house whenever you can? Doing Icon Academy, serving on team. What is that next step? Whatever it is, don't wait. Don't talk yourself down. Let's make this season a Nike season. Just do it. Make this next season our best season yet by speaking faith over our lives and by stepping out in that same faith. And finally, listen to God's voice and leading. Psalm 32 and verse 8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. God is always speaking in different ways and leading us into the things that he has for us. Expect to see a difference. Stir up your eyes to see. All of us need to look beyond what's right in front of us and look to the supernatural. When you're confronted with people in everyday life, what do you see? Life is full of encounters, but are you seeing possibilities? 
and opportunities. Those possibilities and opportunities for God to use you to reconcile people to his goodness. Be sensitive. Be super sensitive to the God whisper. God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through preaching. He speaks to us through one another. But there are times when he speaks specifically and intimately. Listen for that whisper, that whisper from above. Listen for the voice of God. It shapes and it directs our lives more than we ever realise. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible says, Now is the faith, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. This verse encourages us to see things that God wants us to do and then to expect it to happen. When we've done all this, we'll start to see those things come to pass. You'll not win every battle, but you will win the war if you stay focused and faithful on the calling that God has got for your life. It's amazing how a simple act of kindness can have such a powerful impact in reconciling someone to the goodness of God. As a church, we are known for many things, but our desire is that the power of reconciliation will be at the heart of everything that we do. We have a vision to see people reconciled to God, reconciled to each other, and reconciled to his church. Word definitions are interesting, aren't they? The word passion includes intense emotion, interest, and enthusiasm. Compassion can be defined as deep sympathy for the suffering of another, accompanied by the desire to relieve it, or the mercy and loving kindness of an amazing God in heaven who didn't need to stay committed to us, but he chose to. The word reconciliation is a great word. It means to end conflict or separation and walk in the new. If we're going to call ourselves Christians, this message of reconciliation needs to consume us. We need to stir up the passion that leads to compassion, which in turn leads to reconciliation. We all know 2 Corinthians 5.17, well you do if you've been in church for a while. Paul the writer says, therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. But what about verses 18 to 20? All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he had committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. 
as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, in, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So how do we do that? How do we practice reconciliation? How do we lead others to reconcile with God, with one another, and become active in church? I want to encourage you, church. Live passionately. Follow compassion and look for reconciliation in every encounter. You just don't know where it could lead. And more often than not, it is a strategy in leading you and others into the perfect plan that God has. Remember, live your lives realizing that God has got great things in each one of us. You are gold, very often hidden in clay vessels. And God wants to reveal his treasure that he has in each one of us. Never live your life to the lowest com common denominator, but live your lives with confidence. The confidence of knowing that God has made you unique and you are worth loads to him. So much that he sent his only son for you. Even if you'd have been the only person on the planet, so let's make our next step the best step by embracing the new. Don't be fearful of making mistakes, but take the next step with confidence. Speak words of positivity and faith. Don't trash talk, but faith walk. And finally, listen to God's voice and leading. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listen for the God whisper in every encounter. Church, let's make great decisions as we step into our next season, which I believe could be our best season yet. I want to pray for you. Lord, I just thank you that you have got our steps planned out, that you have got so much for us. Lord, I thank you that you've put treasure in each one of us. And Lord, I pray that you'll just reveal that treasure to us. In Jesus' name, amen.